0: This is the Alchemy of Art podcast, episode 66 Using Art to Heal. Our quote of the day was said by Wayne Dyer Remember that your imagination is yours and yours alone. You have the inborn capacity to use it in any way that you choose. No one else is responsible for your imagination. Anything placed in your imagination and held there ultimately becomes your reality. Hello everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives. Alchemy is the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another. And we all do this every day. Whether you are a painter, a sculptor, a baker, or a gardener, every choice you make is transforming the world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is (laughs) and taking empowered action. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and The Alchemy of Art Stories for the Classroom. When this podcast first started, it was to share stories just about artists. That morphed into artist interviews, and now we have expanded our topic to discuss Ways in which everyone, not just visual artists, can harness their creative energy. Announcements. Uh, if you would like to receive inspiring artwork, new paintings that I've created, updates on my juicy new projects, if you want those sent straight to your inbox, visit my website studioalchemy.art and sign up for my newsletter. I just created a new free mini lecture that is called seven secrets to finding your creative voice so finding your creative voice is a topic that (laughs) you need help with (laughs) um i've created this free mini lecture for you and you can get it by just signing up for my newsletter at studioalchemy.art Uh, Since we can't currently have in-person classes at my art studio, which is conveniently called Studio Alchemy uh, in Indianapolis, I've created some fresh new online classes. Um, The latest one is creative art journaling, inspiring art, and writing prompts to help you find balance in times of transition. As I record this, it's the time of transition um, due to uh, COVID. (laughs) And so you know, a lot of us are taking that this time to reflect on what's past in our life. What do we want in the future? So that when things are resurrected, they are flowing more smoothly again, we can take action on what we want to do. So that class is Creative Art Journaling, and you can find it at studioalchemy.art. And now for our topic of the day, using art to heal. Now, Recently, I had a dream. And in this dream, I walked into my house, and I had in my arms a big school of fish, and I let them loose and they swam, even though it's air, you know, because I'm, <laughs> I'm in a human house, but they swam up to the ceiling. And in the ceiling, there were all these fat shrimp that were just completely covering the ceiling. And they started to eat at the shrimp. The fish started to eat at the shrimp. And I thought to myself, uh, this process is gonna take a long time for those fish to eat all of the shrimp. But this is good. We want the fish to eat the shrimp. (laughs) And this dream, I believe, was ultimately about my health and finding ways to heal. And I've created a painting uh, in the past week that has an image of me and it has fish swimming toward me i created the painting to honor the dream and to make this healing image real so why is it healing um okay so six months ago i started having some problems with my hands and with um just feeling fatigued and lethargic and i didn't have the kick in my step and at first, it was, it was minor, and then it became more and more noticeable. To where my hands, if I if I tried to open a pickle jar, I, I just plain couldn't physically do it, and it would hurt to do so. Um, if I was sitting down in a chair, it would just take this Herculean effort to just push up out of the chair, and um, and then my hands started to swell. Funny, and I got these big bumps on the the top of my hand from fluid in my hand and um and so you know at this point i'm going to the doctor and we trying to figure out what's wrong trying to figure out what's wrong thought it might be related to my thyroid um and then now they've determined that i have rheumatoid arthritis because of that i am both taking a steroid to calm the immune system, and also changing my diet and um, and taking probiotics and certain things that will hopefully help this situation. And it, it has, it already has. I'm looking forward to getting off of the steroids because they're bad for your liver, right? So you can't take them forever. But it is you know, rheumatoid arthritis is very serious because it can it can make your joints completely decay. So <laughs> in my fish dream, I think the fish represented you know going in and, and taking out whatever it is that's causing the problem represented by the shrimp in the dream, and getting my system back to a healthy place. Okay. And when I made my Healing Fish painting, I did visualization with it. And I got the idea for this from several different places. One is the Navajo sand painting ritual that the shamans in their culture do. Navajo shamans, they, they call their sand paintings places where the gods come and go. And what they do is they go into the house of someone who's been ill and they, on the floor, create this sand painting. So they're taking sand and putting it in little lumps and and making images with sand. And then they're doing a ritual that will help the person who is ill to get better. Now, we don't know too much um, or... I can't. Let me rephrase that. I can't say much more about what they actually do in the ritual because these are um, secret, sacred rituals that um, you can't witness unless you are affiliated with the shaman of the tribe and they've given you permission to be there. So, consequently, we actually don't have any images of those sand paintings because what they'll do is they'll they'll create the sand painting during the ritual and then they'll sweep it away and then they'll take that sand and um, dispose of it you know, maybe in the river or something like that but so it's they they wash it away sweep it away um, as part of the healing process so we don't know exactly what these images look like because it's a secret ritual. So no one's taken photos of them. But if you're curious, you can go, you know, just Google Navajo sand paintings, and you'll get images that they make that are for sale. You know, and you know the artists will make them and then adhere them to a um, a background where the sand will will stay on it. And you know, you can purchase these. Um, Beautiful sand paintings, but those sand paintings that you can buy are not part of this ritual, technically, because the ones that are used for the ritual are washed away. Get it? But you can get this, you can see a sense of the style um, that that they use for those. Um, And so I love this idea of having a ritual, visualizing good health, and um, just. Sitting down and intending, I want good health, this is the images that go along with that. Another image that I think is kind of great from art history world is the the image of the Egyptian scarab. Now, a few weeks ago, in my kitchen sink, I I got up one morning and I, I went down and in the kitchen there was this beetle big beetle that was upside down dead and i picked him up and turned him over and he was this beautiful tan color with some black dots and i thought gosh he's so gorgeous i'm going to draw him okay so i took him and i put him on my art table and then um i got busy doing other things and then later that day suddenly looked over and oh, the beetle was moving he was not dead, <laughs> and um, so I, you know, quickly, you know, figured out, you know, oh, well, what kind of beetle is he? Where should I put him? And it turned out he was a um, a, a beetle that that likes to eat um, grape leaves, and you know, their whole um, nests and everything are all surrounded around the grape leaves. So I knew my neighbor has some grapevines. Growing on her fence, so I took the beetle over to the grapevines, put him down on the ground, and you know let him be free. He is resurrected. He is healed, <laughs> right? And it, interestingly, I looked up the beetle and its symbolism, and in Egypt it was seen as an as an image of resurrection. And this is partially because um, there's a certain type of beetle in Egypt that will take. Uh, dung, it will take poop, and it will like roll it up into a ball, and it'll put its eggs into the ball, and then it'll roll that ball wherever it needs to go so that the eggs will hatch in the right place and that the eggs will have um, food when they get out, uh, when they hatch from the, the pile of poop. <laughs> and, um, and so the ancient Egyptians associated the scarab, the beetle, with the sun god, Kepri, because that sun god they imagined rolled the sun across the sky just like the Egyptian scarab rolls the ball across the land. Um, But also, I have to wonder if they saw the beetle as a symbol of resurrection because beetles will do what happened from my experience. They'll look dead and then suddenly they'll just come back alive. Visualization. Visualization in the health field. There's a whole um, topic of study that's called psychoneuroimmunology. And scientists who study that, they're studying the connection between the mind and our immune system. And long story short, what they've found is that if you are under stress, your white blood cells will increase even if you don't have an infection, so the white blood cells are the ones that are going through your body, and they are they are um, part of the lymphatic system, and they're hunting for the in- infectious um, diseases within your body, so that you can pull them out and get rid of them. So it's it's good to have those white blood cells, right? But um, if you have rheumatoid arthritis, an autoimmune disease um, that I've been diagnosed with, you. You don't want the antibodies and all that coming in to um, look for infections because what happens is like your your immune system just goes haywire and it starts attacking your own body, and so and you don't want that. But but what we know from studies is that your mind and your immune system are connected, and if you're under stress, those things will be exacerbated. We also know from studies about the placebo effect that you can give someone a pill and say, you have a headache, you take this pill, and even if it's just a sugar pill, there's a high, high percentage chance that the folks you give that placebo, that sugar pill to, they will feel better, even if the drug didn't have anything in it, or even if the pill didn't have anything in it, right? Uh, Dr. Albert Schweitzer said... The witch doctor succeeds for the same reason that all the rest of us medical doctors succeed. Each patient carries his own doctor inside himself. They come to us not knowing the truth. We are at our best when we give the doctor who resides within each patient a chance to go to work. So what's he saying? He's saying that we humans are prone to healing ourselves if we believe that we will be healed so um, you know I go to a doctor and I feel reassured the doctor is gonna give me this pill whether it's a placebo or not I feel better just knowing that something's happening and I'm gonna be healed and that in and of itself uh, might just might cure you <laughs> so he's saying that you know which doctor is somebody who's not actually giving someone a true uh, uh, scientifically-based medicine might have pretty good effect, uh, even compared to the medical doctor because of our beliefs, because of how we are um, visualizing what happens to us and because of things like the psychoneuroimmunology where the stress (laughs) might be uh, causing us to kick up our immune system okay so i have you know been reading up on this stuff lately and i figured this all right it can't hurt to do a little visualization and use artwork as a way to visualize my good health it's not even if that's just a placebo even if it's not scientifically going to change um, my health It can't hurt. And for one thing, if I just have a good attitude about it, it my life will be better anyway, right? (laughs) So I've been trying to keep that in mind, keep positive thoughts in my mind, and visualize good health, visualize what I want to see. And one of the most concrete ways I can do that is through my artwork. So when I created the fish painting, first I started off with just these big round, these big shapes that were meant to represent the cells in my body, and I imagined them just kind of being sick. They were not not healthy. I made them all blue, and and then I imagined and literally made those cell images white and yellow, and orange, and made them colors that I associate with vibrance, and then I drew little antibodies, so uh, antibodies are uh, the the thing that goes after, it looks like a little Y, and it goes after your antigens, the the bad guys, the the things that are viruses and whatnot going through your body. So news lately has been talking a lot about antibodies because of COVID-19, because your body needs antibodies to fight off the foreign invaders. Right? And so I drew those little Y shapes all throughout my painting, and I imagined them going around my cells, not going to the cell and attacking the cell. Um, but rather swimming right around my cells, and my cells are healthy and whole. And and I imagined my body relaxing and the antibodies relaxing. And, you know, of course, the, part of the whole reason why I had started this visualization was because they'd done a test and they said, Oh, you have antinuclear antibodies. That means the antibodies are attacking my cells. I said, well, let's not visualize that. Let's visualize that they are backing off and they are relaxing. They have nothing to attack. <laughs> right. And then I, um, because of the fish dream, I drew fish on the painting swimming up toward an image of me. And the image of me, it, I made myself nude and just like, this is just my body as it is. And my hands. I put circles around them and light radiating out of the hands. Because, I mean, for me, the first sign of all this trouble was the hands. And my hands are so important. I mean, our hands do everything, right? Our hands build things and sculpt things. And, you know, as an artist, they create everything I create is with my hands. And so I focused on that, like my hands radiating good health and so that's that painting and that's my you know attempt at visualization and creating my own sacred ritual for healing but it's certainly i think it can't hurt to consider what you are visualizing in your artwork you know um, if you're an artist Or if you're just you're you're not an artist, but you are picking out pictures for your wall. You want to pick pictures. You want to pick images that represent what you want to see. Okay, I had um you know one boyfriend who had a bunch of pictures of old movie posters where like all the, the the people are fighting with swords on the. On the images of all of the movie posters. And um, you know, it was fine for him. But I wouldn't want to bring that into my house. I don't want images of fighting on my walls. I want peaceful images, images of nature, uh, images of a waterfall. And, you know, so think about that. How are the images that you are surrounding yourself? With reflecting what you want to see in your future. Then, one other thing I just got to mention on this topic is art therapy. Um, Now, art therapy is a huge topic and it's progressed a lot over the years. Uh, the The term was first coined by a man named Adrian Hill, who in 1945 published a book called Art Versus Illness. And in that book, he talked about how he had experienced you know, being um, in a hospital and being sick, and then he went to the break room, and then he did some artwork um, for fun, and then he felt so much better afterward. And that idea that art, Art can therapeutically help you just to do the process of it is the root of art therapy. And if you are interested in the topic, I mean, you can become an art therapist, a licensed art therapist, and learn how to work with people Using the tools of art specifically, um, another way I think is interesting that art therapists will use art um, It's more for psychoanalysis. so not just the process of creating the art is healing, but they'll have someone create a piece of artwork and then the therapist will use it as a jumping off point for talking about things. That are going on in the person's life. They might say, you know, to a child who had made a, a dragon, or, you know, why did you make the dragon? What, what is he doing? How does he feel? And, they, and so once they have that piece of artwork, they can use it as a jumping off um, point for going deeper with the person and really helping to figure out what's wrong so that they can heal. So consider how can you use visualization images artwork to manifest if you will (laughs) the reality that you want going back to our quote of the day by wayne dyer he said remember that your imagination is yours and yours alone you have the inborn capacity to use it in any way that you choose no one else is responsible for your imagination. Anything placed in your imagination and held there ultimately becomes your reality. So, what does he mean by that? Um, if I focused entirely on, oh, I feel sick. Oh, I, I feel terrible. Oh, you know, this hurts. Blah blah. blah then, then I'm f- I'm focused on the pro this problem and. Then I can't, I might be afraid to use my hands, for example. I might um, not want to do certain things because of, oh, it might hurt or it'd be more likely to, right? And then, you know, if I don't use my hands in five days because I've been so scared I might hurt my hands, well, then my hands get even weaker. You see? So it's like how we think about things will change the way we react to them, sometimes it's good to step back and, and imagine what it is we want and maybe even make it concrete with a painting image, a drawn image. And using our imaginations, we can take steps to making what we want To see reality. Another example. If I thought that I was ugly. Because my mother always told me that I was ugly when I was a kid. And every time I looked in the mirror I just saw ugliness. Because that's what I had been told. Well then, that thought is going to become reality. Even though someone else might look at me and think, oh shh." you know, she is very attractive. But if I think that that's reality, then it is reality. Sometimes we want to rework the way we visualize things and the way we imagine things in order to find strength, in order to rewrite the way our minds think about things in order to actually get at a little closer at the truth you know someone who believes that they're ugly well you know that's just a judgment that's not a concrete truth i've had bad health okay is that a concrete truth well you know yeah i've been suffering a little bit but It could be so much worse define bad you know i'm still here (laughs) right so so anything we can rewrite it and spin it with our imagination to be more positive and ultimately if we do then we will be happier people all right enough rambling for today This concludes the Alchemy of Art podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.